Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chelsea. Oh, the last time we saw each other was at the Will Turn at my show in yes. Los Angeles. It was so exciting to see you actually doing your thing. Did and you doing come stand-up. to the first show or the second show? The second show. Okay, good. The second show yes. was an A plus plus. Amazing. Yeah. You were fantastic. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It was it's always nerve wracking in LA because I have so many friends and family and industry Imagine. that come that you're just like, oh fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and we did two shows in one night and then we went to yeah. San Francisco the next night and did two shows there. By the end of that, I was like, I can't think anymore. Spent, I'm I sure. Know, I'm spent. But um I want to promote my Nashville show. Oh, I just announced a whole slew of new stand-up oh, dates. Yay. Yeah, I announced 25 more dates to the vaccinated and horny tour. So if you haven't, if I haven't come to your city, check my website, ChelseaHandler.com for new dates. And there are tickets available for my second show in Nashville where I will be taping my special on June 10th at the Ryman. So we also have merch for sale. Yes, we at do. At ChelseaHandler.com. We have Dear Chelsea merch and vaccinated and horny merch. Yes. And that is all, all really cute. 
We're not selling flip-flops, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> no. We thought about we it tried. just to say, fuck you, but we <laughs> did not do it. We did not pull the trigger on that. Yes, COVID shipping delays really made that not possible. Yeah. Yeah. One other thing I was going to tell you about your show is that totally randomly, my husband accidentally bumped into a woman and then the person she was with said in a fun jokey way do you know who this is this is chelsea handler's housekeeper and i was like ma and gave her a huge hug in this huge crowd of like thousands of people i'm like of course he steps on ma Oh, fucking Ma Bell. I went to, Ma Bell is so funny. I went to a pet psychic. I'm hosting Jimmy Kimmel's oh. show the week of June 27th. And we were doing some pre-taped segments, right? So one of them was me taking Bert and Bernice to a pet psychic. <laughs> and the pet psychic told me that Bernice loves me more than anyone, that oh. she's just upset that I leave all the time, and that she <laughs> loves me the most, and that she's always playing hard to get, which is has been my suspicion. I've yeah. always been suspicious because Bernice is tricky and just like a girl, right? right. She comes in, she'll come into my room, come right up to my bed, sniff around, and when I put my head down to scratch her nose or mm-hmm. her face, she runs out and hauls ass <laughs> like like I'm accosting her. I'm like, bitch, yeah. you fucking came in here. And but I know that that's it's her. She's insecure and she's mm-hmm. just trying to mm-hmm. like get my attention and then she wants me to come out and play with her. Yeah. So the psychic confirmed all of those beliefs for me and I told Mabel And ever since then, Mabel has been treating Bernice differently. Oh. Yeah, she's definitely, she sent me two pictures of them at the park this weekend. Bert was on a blanket and Bernice was in the dirt. (laughs) So is Mabel jealous now? Well, she should, yeah, she she was jealous when I told her that. She didn't smile or laugh. (laughs) She takes her ownership of Bert pretty seriously. Yeah. And when I came home from filming that bit, I said to Joe Coy, I was like, so I went to this pet psychic and she said this. And then Joe goes... Well, did she, uh, he goes, do you think she looked you up beforehand? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Joe, it's a pet psychic. I don't give a fuck what she did. Like, I'm not going there for some real information and feedback. Yeah. Even though the one piece of information I did like, I decided to take Exactly. Yeah, keep what works for you. Get rid of what doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting to be in New York City together. Juntos, as they say in España. <laughs> yes, I can't believe it. It was this weird thing where you had today available. I was randomly going to be here in New York, and I'm heading to a plane in a few minutes after this. But there was like a one hour and a half window where we could come, and also our fabulous guest today could be here. I know. We're very excited about our guest today because yes. we've been trying to do this, but in person only because she's the type of person you only want to be in person with because she's that kind of girl, and we made it happen here in New York today. She is a supermodel, a body activist, an entrepreneur, global ambassador for NYX. She just launched a new lingerie campaign with NYX, and it's called the Big Strong Woman Campaign. And she just joined a skincare brand where she's an investor and partner, and it's called Fig One. Please welcome Ashley Graham. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Thank you for coming because, well, we're in New York today. Yes. And we wanted to do this in person. And I know that you have been a baby-making machine for <laughs> it, what seems like. She's had about eight babies in the last seriously, six months. Seriously, though. No, but seriously. <laughs> it's what it feels like. And every time I look at them, I'm like, there's more of you. And it feels like they're just, they're just, they're growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Anyways. 
Good. Yeah, we're good. Bye. Thanks, baby. Right. Love you. Bye Thank you, Joe. Are you leaving? No, oh, he's, no. he's yeah. just supervising always. <laughs> <laughs> it's like now you're like really working with people that you're sleeping with. I love it. <laughs> why, would there, why would there be any other way to do things? The uh, guy who was just on, on screen there, he's my husband. No. So we're all sleeping with everyone. Yeah, it's very oh, wow. <laughs> now that women are Now that women are allowed to. Is that your mom? Yes, that uh, is my mom. No, uh, uh, oh, yeah, hi. And my oh. sister. Oh, she looks just like you. How cute. Oh, it's a family affair today. I love it that. Is. Yeah. Okay, now, let's... did you dye your hair and have your eyeshadow in the same tones oh, on course, purpose? It's a vibe. Of course. I was telling my mom, we used to have to tell her, not matchy-matchy. It's not in anymore. Like, after the 90s, it's over. And, you know, we were just talking about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, Mom. Matchy-matchy is back in again. She's like, I just learned to stop doing that. <laughs> like, it's called monochromatic now. I love a monochromatic moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you look cute. Thanks. Your mother must be stoked, though. Okay. So there's, you know, she's like, there's grandma, and then there's caretaker grandma. And she's caretaker grandma, so she really likes her days off. Oh, yeah. It's different. It's different, like, being granny who, like, just comes in and, like, sees the babies and, like, leaves. She's like, okay, another day of work. Great. Love you guys. You know. Oh, yeah. I had Isaac in 2020, and then I had my twins the top of this year in 2022. And it's like, right when I stopped breastfeeding, I got pregnant with the twins. It was just boom, boom, boom. My body, I've given it up to love. That's what Justin (laughs) said. You gave your body up to love. I'm just, I'm ready for it to come back, like, to see myself again. But I look at my little angels and I say I did it for you (laughs) so were you planning on getting pregnant that soon after or did you we uh... talked about it yeah we said okay if we're gonna do this again let's do it and it wasn't like a hard decision because we knew we wanted a second but I didn't know it was gonna happen that quickly and I did not know it was gonna be twins If I would have known it was going to be twins, I probably would have waited maybe another year. I am glad I got it over with. I always wanted three kids. I didn't want a middle child. I didn't know how that was going to work. But Why do you say that? Are you? I'm the oldest, and I am the bossiest. I'm the loudest. I run the show. And I have seen how my baby sister acts and my middle sister acts, and I just never wanted a middle child didn't want anyone like your middle sister yeah i'm a middle child you are I understand and do that. you feel like you're a handful um maybe less so than my sister who's in the other room right now love you diana <laughs> uh-huh. it's hard when your family's listening to the podcast in the next room to be quite frank i love my sisters but i have met so many middle children and i just that was my one request so i feel like god was on my side and he said boom you get twins and they're two hours and seven minutes apart Two hours and seven minutes? Oh, God, that sounds like... (laughs) What the fuck happened in those two hours and seven minutes? Literally laboring in a tiny-ass New York City bathtub because I was having (gasps) my birth pool set up, and it just wasn't happening fast enough. And then, boom, Roman was like, I'm coming out, Mom. Oh, my God. Yes. So, yes, I have been pregnant for two years, breastfeeding for freaking two years. I'm on there four months now. I'm looking at six months, and I'm going to check in mentally with myself, see how I'm doing, and then either stop or, yeah. But I'm supplementing with formula, so it feels well, like— Well, there's no f- formula shortage, so don't worry about that. <laughs> it is such a thing. Oh, my Seriously. God. Seriously. But, yeah, 
it's a tough situation right now for all those families that need formula. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about what your experience has been, because it's not just like you had one baby. It is kind of like you had three babies and you're done now because, you know, the statistics, if you have three boys in a row, you automatically get a girl. Oh, because my mom. What? Yeah. Well, no, everybody keeps telling me, you know, you're going to have a fourth if if then it's going to be a boy. Oh, no, no. Once you have three of one sex, the chances are higher that you're going to have the opposite sex. My mom and all of her sisters had three boys and then girls. Wow. Yeah. My mom had three boys and then three girls. Okay, so you're telling me maybe I should try it again? Well, if you want a girl, you know, I mean, unless you're counting on one of the kids to transition, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You have to hedge your bets. Like, if you really want a girl, I think three is a great number for kids and a family. I do, But too. four is also a great number. I yeah. come from a big family. Like you come How many from, are there? There's six. And you come from, like, you either make what you had or you abstain altogether. <laughs> you have a sister. Yes, we're but we're two of four, so we have... Brothers on either side, and my brothers are actually 14 years apart. Same parents, like same mom and dad. We're really spread apart, but yeah, we all like each other. So I could just wait another 10 years, maybe. Exactly. Have a caboose. (laughs) (laughs) How does Justin feel? What what are his thoughts about? He got a vasectomy. Oh, oh, well, I guess that answers that. Well, then, I guess you're not having another baby. You can reverse it. The doctor who gave it to him said he's done as many reversals as he's done actual vasectomies. So that's, like, where we're standing right now. I knew I loved Justin for a reason. You know what? It really takes a real man to get a vasectomy. Yes. I I think that it's important to have that conversation in your relationship. But he didn't have to have the conversation with me. He just told me, I'm going to do it. I don't want you've done enough. He said, you carry these children. You push them out. And I saw what you went through. I can get a vasectomy. Oh. I know. I didn't even have to ask him. Oh, I wish there were other straight men listening to this podcast <laughs> to take this advice. You know what I mean? That's a real man. Yeah, was... And you guys have a beautiful beautiful relationship that anyone who's ever met and either one of you or even watched you on social media can glean he's such a sweetheart I feel so blessed to have him as my husband it's we're about to celebrate 11 and a half years so I guess no we're about to celebrate 12 years yeah and three kids later I mean I don't know what we're gonna do for that 12th year celebration but it's gonna be something fun I mean you're about to have one year celebration one year celebration which is a lot different you have to celebrate one year oh Joe will want to celebrate one year he's yeah. all about celebrating is he the romantic yes <sighs> yeah he's the so romantic is Justin. i have a hard time Oh, well, actually, you know, the first time Joe and I got together, I went to Nashville. I was performing in Nashville and I was staying at a friend's house and I got there and my assistant called me. She goes, walk outside. There's a delivery for you. And I went and I saw three dozen long stemmed roses. And I immediately my first instinct was like cringe, (laughs) like roses. Don't send me roses. And then I thought, no, Chelsea, Chelsea, that's the old you. You've been to this is a man who's demonstrating love. Accept it. He loves you. I had to say it like in my head three times. Like, this is a nice thing. You like, and I was like, okay, okay, I love this. And then I embraced them. And yeah. thankfully I did because he kept sending them over and over again. And then we started sending them back and forth to each other Aww. before each other's shows and performances. And then finally I was like, hey, can we put a pin in this? It's getting really expensive. <laughs> it's like fucking $500 every time. I'm like, this is a waste. I'm like, we're not taking them with us. We leave them at the venue. Have you figured out what that thing is in us? Because my mom has it too and it's like she's she's not a romantic so and then I feel like I picked it up from her like I don't 
I feel like there's a part of me that wants the romance, but I don't. But I don't want to see it overtly in my face. Mm. And I'm more like acts of service, right? We mm. all know the five mm-hmm. love languages. I what, read it. No, no, no. Actually, what are they? Because oh. I always forget the fifth one. Okay, so acts of service, physical touch, time spent, gifts, and words of affirmation. And mine is definitely acts of service and maybe words of affirmation. Like, I don't need to hear that I'm great because I know I am. But it is nice to hear from my husband. Like, I'm really proud of you or you did a great job. Or getting a vasectomy. Right. (laughs) That's an act of service. That's why I was like, wow, you're amazing. There is, like, this period after you get a vasectomy, though, you have, like, 16 ejaculations that you have to go through before the sperm is dead. So so we're literally like we have one, two, three. <laughs> so during those 16, you can still get pregnant? Pregnant, yes. Oh. Yeah. And did you freeze any eggs just in no. case you want to? He, he actually put some sperm in a in a bank. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So that's... He's not making me do anything. I'm telling no, you. It's no. amazing. He did all the hard. He did that part. I did my part. I was going to say he did the hard part, but his part was definitely not that hard (laughs) at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's so so interesting that you get 16. (laughs) That's what the doctor said. It's like a time. It's like a number. He said it's like 16 or like three months, something like that. Yeah. So I guess it's like in three months, maybe people have sex 16 times. (laughs) That's what I was like. Whoa. Uh, We have three kids. That's not happening. (laughs) So. (laughs) Jossie's face. (laughs) Anyways, back to the love languages. Yeah. That's where I am so confused at myself. Like, Justin is like, Joe, he's Mr. Romantic. And now what I have noticed, and my mom has had to train herself with her boyfriend, is to accept the love, right? Accept the romance. Otherwise, we train our partners to to not be romantic. And then we start looking for it. And we're like, wait, you're not being romantic anymore. Why aren't you? Where is that? So I've actually had to reel back my, like, hard shell and and accept it and then try out to step outside of my comfort zone and send him flowers or like you know just write little cards and like put them under his pillow you know like things that you think of people in their late teens do maybe right. in the early teens whatever late, late, I like late teens <laughs> I like that distinction I just didn't really have a boyfriend in my early teens <laughs> no I think that's it's it's really all about accepting you know like Joe has melted me everyone says it everyone like sees it and I usually I would be resistant to that I'd be like stop it you know like but I've just given in because why not why fight it right and but I think it's just being a tough chick you want to be a tough chick and you don't you know you're. It, it's a very common thing for anybody who's independent, fierce, and really successful, you don't show a lot of vulnerability because that's not what it took to get you where you are. This is true. So I think that bleeds over to our relationships. But once you know somebody means what they're saying and it's not bullshit, I think what irks me a lot about that is that it feels insincere many Mm -hmm. times. And when it is finally sincere, then you can be like, oh, like I had a boyfriend, This he, he was a real asshole, and he would send me flowers like anytime we got into a fight but I I didn't I hated that it's like don't send me flowers you say you're sorry and mean it I'm not just like some chick on the side we're together so when flowers are coming from an act of love and it's just saying oh here I'm demonstrating more and more love to you then it's easier to receive I think I agree yeah I agree yeah I always wondered if it was a learned behavior from my mom, but I like your explanation. But it, I'm way sure better. it is learned from your mom because your mom's a tough cookie, also. Yeah, and I, th- yeah, yes, yes, she is. 
You're a gem. You're a gem. <laughs> you are. And Joe is such a sweetheart. The two of you together, I love it. And Thank I know you. everybody's expressing it on social media, like, oh my God, you guys are so like, ah. It's so true, though. It's so sweet. We were walking through the city last night, and I mean, a dozen people must have run up to us. <laughs> They're like, you don't understand. We love you together. We love you. And I'm like, we're like, oh, thanks. So like, you don't understand. And we're like, we do. We understand. We're, we're, we're together. But it's nice because women, especially, you know, like in that are my age are like, yes. oh, wait, if you melted and you mm-hmm. found someone, mm-hmm. I was the ice yes. queen. No. Then anybody can, you know, it, it can happen. It's a big deal. And it also makes me believe in that for everyone. I believe everybody, as long as you don't settle and you say, like, these are my standards, these are not moving, regardless of whether I'm with 100%. anyone or not, then somebody will meet you right up there. 100%. And, you know, standards with men the last few years have had to get lower and <laughs> Lower and lower. That's a good, that's why it's so funny that I ended up with like you know a Filipino man because I was just so out of gas with white guys. I was like, listen, I have no more juice left for you guys. It's too much. You know, you're Did married you, to a black man. I, I know. Did you have a non-negotiable list? Like, this is my non-negotiables, and if if he doesn't have this, like, I'm not even going to see him. No, I made a list once with Sarah Silverman. She and I and my sister actually all made lists because. Somebody had told me that they had made a list and they had met their person. That's what I did. You did? 100%. Before you met Justin? Yeah. It was important. I had just broken up with a guy and then I realized that if I didn't make a list, I wasn't going to meet the person that I wanted to. And then I also wanted to be single. And I got basically everything on that list. I don't remember the list because it was over 12 years ago, but <laughs> I wish I still had that list. Oh, yeah. Now you probably wrote yours in your phone, right? Mine's in my notes yeah. section in my phone. So my list, everything I put, was skiing. I It was like, you have to be a skier. But I made it. It was a really long list, but it wasn't oh, shallow nice. at all. Like, it was deep stuff, like values, morals, yes. la, la, la. You have to be willing to, like, stick your neck out for people. Don't be an idiot. You know, the interest in traveling and the yes. ability to make it happen and the desire to make it happen. But the one thing I put on my list said, a man with a full head of hair. <laughs> that was that was the one, the one shallow thing Can't that I wrote. Off. And so I fucking circle that. And I was just like, I sent it to Joe. I'm like, that is so funny that I sent a full head of hair. Like, I don't even think that that was important to me. And then obviously it's not, which is why we're making Joe a hair piece. Oh, no, you're not. No, we're not. No, okay. We're not. I would never do that. It's the 80-20 rule. It's the 80-20 rule. You get 80% of what you want, 20% you can live with. (laughs) I only date bald Filipino men from now on. That's my my thing. But he looks good bald. I know. Yeah. He has a good head for it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, you'd have to. (laughs) And he has some hair that grows in, but it's he just shaves it, which is exactly what I would want a man to do. You know, just once things start getting dicey, just shave it off. Yes, agreed. Okay, so Catherine, tell us what we have in store today. Ashley, you know we take callers, some are live, some write in, and then we just give them life advice. I love it. It's really good. I think you guys are really good at this, by the way. Oh, Oh, thank you. Likewise. Oh, well, we all try, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, we have some extremely exciting cheating questions. We have two people from the Midwest calling in. Mm -hmm. uh, Some mom stuff dealing with friendship. Oh, God. Uh, We have some weight loss stuff and some beauty stuff. All kinds of questions. But we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with some callers. Okay, sounds good. 
Moms are more than the stuff they do for us. The laundry, cooking, and driving. And by the way, dad should be helping with that stuff too. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best, and that's why Books is giving you 25% off your entire order of farm-fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Here's what's great about the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mother. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code CHELSEA. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. Actually, let's talk a little bit about NYX before we go in, because I know you have a partnership with NYX and you're promoting your new lingerie line with them. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. First of all, your box is in the mail. I cannot wait to shoot that lingerie ad on my hotel room bed. Oh, baby, it's coming. Chelsea, please. I (laughs) I mean, talk about rocking body and you are such goals. (laughs) Your boobs. You don't even know the conversations I've had with my mom about your boobs. (laughs) Really? No, you have no idea. Oh, I love that. No, seriously. It's just like the perfect handful. Anyways, NYX and Ashley Graham. Yes, we just launched my collaboration. NYX is really an amazing company. They they actually started with a period panty. And it's like a leak-proof panty. And they turned it into then a leggings. And they've got amazing bras and underwear. But everything is supportive. They go up to 5X. And they go down down to an extra small so we're very inclusive but it really like I wanted to have something a little bit sexier because they're very performance and solution based so this is their sexiest line yet but also my most intimate line because this is one of the first times I came out after you know shooting three kids out first (laughs) first lingerie campaign embracing my stretch marks embracing my postpartum body but also just excited to have something that feels sexy and cozy. You can wear it wherever. Yeah. I mean, you have done so much for women in promoting your body and accepting your body and loving your body. And it's inspiring to me, to women everywhere. I mean, you really have opened the door for people to really be themselves and to embrace all their little shortcomings or anything that they think isn't deemed worthy by a man. Joe once said to me, he said, we were in Hawaii and I was putting on a bathing suit and I said, how bad is my cellulite? And he's like, honey, cellulite is what makes a woman a woman. Aww. The more cellulite, the merrier. <laughs> well, I don't think he said the merrier, but he said something <laughs> like that. And then I, and, and I was like, honey, I didn't even know that was a sentence. I thought I said every right. woman needs to hear that because who doesn't have fucking cellulite? I mean, mm-hmm. there are anomalies out there, but the stretch marks, the cellulite, the the you know, we all fluctuate up yep. and down, you know. And what we see isn't seen by the world. It's all like an inside job. So you really are. I know you know that already, but I wanted to tell oh, you I that personally it. because yeah, it's good to hear it now, especially living in my postpartum body and like trying to get out of out of my head. Even today, I showed up and. 
I wasn't supposed to wear these pants with this shirt, and I was running out the door, and they're really baggy on me. And my my stretch marks are just hanging out today, and that was not the plan. And I called my stylist, and I said, meet me outside of Chelsea Handler immediately (laughs) with new pants. And he said, babe, I'm not in town. And I did not realize that, so I just... I just sucked it up, but I embraced it, and I'm just like, here we go. And it's probably something neither of you even notice, but it's in the back of my head. And that's the whole thing with body confidence, with body neutrality, and just loving where you are in your life is it's in your head. It's not in the person's Mm -hmm. head that you're speaking to or that you're around. Yeah, something I've done more recently, and this is partly influenced by you, is when I'm looking through photos for approvals for some shoots, you know, or press photos— when they send me a selection, I don't even look anymore like to go and pick through them. I just let my publicist pick what they think the yeah. best one is. And I don't go nuts like over if I don't like a photo of myself and it's out there. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Who gives a shit? You mm-hmm. know? So that's important. And I think that also comes with age. It must. I mean, for me, it definitely has. I, I can only imagine like walking into my 40s, how much more confident I'm going to be. Oh, I'm yeah. kind of excited. I'm not one of those girls that's like, oh, I'm going to be 35 and I'm going to I'm going into my 40s. I don't care. I'm so excited to to get older. Yeah, I think that's the right attitude to have because I'm 47 and I was like, I keep thinking I'm going to be 50 soon. And I'm like, I can't fucking wait to be 50. How I feel about 60 is going to be a different story, (laughs) but I'll get there. I'll get there when I need to get there. If I make it that long, then I'm going to be fucking happy I'm alive. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. Okay, so should we take a caller or a letter? Well, our first email, the subject line is, we both cheated. It's from Maureen. She's a bartender in her 20s. She says, Dear Chelsea, a couple years ago, when I was 21, I was bartending at a big bar where I live. As on brand as ever, I hooked up with my manager for a while. Later, I found out he was still dating his girlfriend, who he had told me he'd broken up with. I did have my speculations, but I honestly wasn't serious about him and wasn't thinking about her enough to find out. I was selfish. She found out. Fast forward to now, they have a kid, are engaged, and he's almost two years sober, which I'm sure had something to do with it. I'm happy for them. My problem is, she goes to my gym now. It's awkward and obvious we both know who the other is, and sometimes I wonder if I should confront her and apologize for the whole thing. Complicating things, she started a blog, and in one of her posts, discusses his alcoholism and their relationship story. I support the blog, but it's hard because I'm the undertone as the toxic person in the posts, while he's seen as the alcoholic boyfriend that was just, quote, going through so much. I'm willing to admit that I 100% fucked up, but what are your thoughts on the narrative that I'm the monster? Do I reach out? Her whole blog is based around kindness, and it doesn't make sense how she can give so much forgiveness and understanding toward him, then paint me to be toxic and horrible, all in the same post. We both cheated. In respect for her, I've often not gone to events I know she'll be at since we have mutual friends. I'm no angel, and I've made lots of mistakes in my 20s, but I'm also willing to admit them, especially if they hurt someone. I finally want to stand up for myself, but then again, a part of me wonders if I'm being selfish and just want to defend myself. I can't be the only one out there that's felt this. Maureen. Do you want to go first, Ashley? (laughs) I I actually really want to know what you think. I've never cheated, and I've never been cheated on, I don't think. 
Yeah, I've been cheated on, and I don't think I've cheated, but maybe. Who knows? Um, <laughs> first of all, no, don't do anything because it's all in your head. Like, you're you're having this whole narrative. You're letting her dictate how you feel about yourself and just let her go do her blog. First of all, stop reading her blog. Yes. You know, block yourself from that blog. Mm-hmm. And don't try to correct the situation because that's ego, and that's any sort of defense is ego. Like, you don't need to. Be bigger than that. That was a long time ago. It doesn't matter what the circumstances were were. It doesn't matter that he was an alcoholic or was going through an alcoholic phase or however she wants to frame it. And however she wants to frame your relationship, she's just trying to make herself feel better about that period of time. And there's nothing you can do to change her narrative. So the only thing you can do is demonstrate that you're also a different person and act like a bigger person and then be a bigger person. I think sometimes when you start acting like a bigger person, it naturally happens that you become that. You know, it's kind of like fake it till you make it. 100%. It works like that. So, yeah, you don't want to go and correct the story. That's only going to result in more icky behavior. And I think it's good that you don't show up to parties that she's at, but that also shouldn't be your rule of thumb. She's irrelevant kind of to you. You've moved on. You both had a past, and that's not the present. I 100% agree. I, I think that I would just erase the blog, never go back on it. Mm-hmm. She's she's tormenting herself. Uh, yeah. I don't even know how to read a blog. Like, how do you find <laughs> blogs? Wait, is it a blog or is she, like, posting this on Instagram? I, it says blog. So I, think weird. I didn't know people still did that, yeah, right? I know. I know. It's a is, is that on MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> it's GeoCities. It's I mean, website. it definitely feels like this is my problem and I'm 20 years old because as you get older, as you mature, this is not going to become your problem. Right. And yeah. also, it's not her problem. It's his problem if she really wanted to talk about it she should go to him not her yeah, yeah. And like she knew what she was doing was wrong but like i kind of take umbrage with the the phrasing of we both cheated because he's the one who cheated she wasn't in a relationship you know right like she knew what she was doing but the phrasing is a little funky for me yeah and anytime you want to go correct a situation where you screwed up and so much time has elapsed all you're doing is reminding people what you represented during mm. that time. Instead of setting new impressions on those people, which it sounds like you have the opportunity, or it sounds like she has the opportunity to do between the gym and mutual friends parties. It's like, just go in there and be your new self and so that they know that's not who you are anymore. And you don't have to correct any of that narrative. I was talking to a friend the other day and she's like, oh, I should apologize about this thing that happened like three months ago. I'm like, don't bring it up again. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, you're right. just kind of doing the opposite of what your intention is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, zip it, get off her blog, and then find out why she still has a blog. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Moms are more than the stuff they do for us. The laundry, cooking, and driving. And by the way, dad should be helping with that stuff too. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best, and that's why Books is giving you 25% off your entire order of farm-fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Here's what's great about the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mother. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code CHELSEA. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? 
Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, our next question comes from Shannon, and she is calling in from Iowa. She says, Dear Chelsea, I'm a 25-year-old new mom to my daughter, Salem. I'm looking for advice on how to handle my friendships because not one of my friends have come to meet my baby. I'm stuck wondering whether or not it's my responsibility to schedule these meetings or if my friends are being kind of shitty toward me by not making an effort to meet her. Salem is now five months old. I have a very small group of friends, two from high school and three from college. They were all either in my wedding or in attendance, and they all attended the baby shower. One lives five hours away. Everyone else is a one- to three-hour drive. The two from high school come home every couple months, sometimes more. All of these friendships are pick-up-where-we-left-off types, but I regularly Snapchat all of them and send pictures of Salem. I sent everyone a message when she was maybe two months old saying that I was sad none of my friends have met her yet, and I hope they get the chance to meet her soon, even if it's just for a quick lunch. Everyone responded, of course, and that they were so excited to meet her, and yet nothing has happened in the three months since. I told myself that that message would be the last time I would try to force meeting her on them, and if they chose to not try to see us, then it's their loss. But I'm still sad that the people I consider my friends haven't shown up for me. I understand that we're in different phases of life, none of them having kids and only one being married, but I'm confused as to why I haven't had any support. Not everyone is excited about kids, but this is such an important part of me. My husband says I need to drop them, but I don't want to do that and be left with no friends, and I do care about these people. I hate that this is negatively affecting my mental health during such a special time in my life. Lots of love, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Hello. Hi, Shannon. This is our special guest, Ashley Graham, today. You have got two of us. Well, you've got three of us because Catherine's here and she's she's running the whole operation. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Yeah. It's been kind of tough. I totally understand where you're coming from. Sorry to jump in here, but... This is exactly what happened to me, just FYI. I had a very, very, very small friend group, and the people who wanted to meet Isaac, they came over, and they met Isaac, and they said, when can I come? I'm coming. And the few people who didn't really reach out, they're just not a part of my life anymore. And it's really bizarre how these big life moments Mm -hmm. can cut out the weeds. And when I say the weeds, I mean the people who really aren't in it for you. I will say I did have to put it on myself and say, hey, hey, if you want to come over, like, here's your parameters. I would give everybody like two hour windows because when you have when you know you're a new mommy, you're exhausted, your yep. baby's tired. If people like to overstay their welcome. So I definitely gave people two hour windows. But the few people that were excited to come over made an effort. Some people even flew in. It was some of the local people that didn't make an effort. And I will also tell you, I only speak to two people in my wedding, and I had six bridesmaids, just to put it in perspective for you. So that also yeah. happens. It sucks, and it feels so isolating. You feel like you have no one. You feel like there. it's kind of this place where, how am I going to get out of this? Who else can I speak to? you will get out of it. You just have to stay strong. And I started journaling, like actually like 
pen to paper journaling instead of on the computer. Yeah. I mean, you're in such a transitional part of your life. Mm-hmm. I know when I lived in a different city than my friends, it was like when you're home and you have just a couple days or a week, it's really harder than you think to see everybody. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. I would say like giving them that specific time of like, you know what, why don't you come over on Tuesday? We'll have a little brunch, come over for mimosas or whatever. Giving them those specifics, I think might make it a little more accessible mm-hmm. for them to, mm-hmm. to take you up on the offer rather yeah. than having it just be a broad invitation of like, come over whenever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think coming from somebody who doesn't have kids, whose friends have kids, like anyone who is meaningful to me, I would make the time. There definitely have been friends of mine that have a baby and and it's all consuming, mm-hmm. which it is. It totally is. But it doesn't feel like there's going to be any friend time. So I feel like everything we do is always going to be around the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Which is totally reasonable. I mean, your baby said you, your baby's five months old, right? So obviously that is going to be all consuming. Yeah. But I think for your friends that don't have babies that maybe can't relate to that, you can offer them up like, hey, I want to see you guys regardless. I want you to meet the baby. We don't have to spend the whole day with the baby, but I want it's meaningful to me as you guys are my close friends for you to meet the baby. And then we can have a nice group lunch or do our own thing, you know, and you can have the baby. If you have a babysitter, Mm -hmm. your husband can watch her for a couple of hours so you guys can go to lunch and catch up. But, you know, so that you can get both of those things in so that you still have your individuality within that group. And they're also paying you the respect of meeting your child, which is an important thing for you Mm -hmm. to have them do. Because it's important for you to have your own Mm -hmm. individuality outside of mommy world, too. Yeah. I think sometimes single women who aren't parents are sometimes overwhelmed by people when they have babies Mm -hmm. because of their inability to relate to that. Yeah. So just keep that in the back of your mind and just try to, like, give them specific options. Like, when can we do this? Let's set up a time. You guys can come over and meet the baby. And then we can either have lunch at the house or we can go out, do our mimosas, whatever you and your girlfriends like to get up to. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. I have just been struggling with the fact that I have reached out and I have been like, please tell me when you're in town so we can try to schedule something. And then they never say anything. That's specifically like my high school friends. My college friends, on the other hand, they don't have a reason to be here other than for me. And, you know, they all say that they're so excited to meet her and then just nothing ever happens. So it's kind of a weird predicament that I'm in, whether or not I need to be the one stepping out all the time or if they need to take this on their backs, too. I feel like, I mean, speaking from experience, it's going to be on you because you're the one with the gift, right? Your your child yeah. was a gift to this world and you want to share your gift with the people that you love so much. And the people around you are going to be so excited, but they also don't understand what you're going through. They don't understand the sleepless nights. They don't understand what you're going through with formula, breastfeeding, whatever's going on in your relationship. And so they can't see that. So you really have to put yourself out there in a way that feels maybe uncomfortable for you right now. But if you are so adamant about these college friends meeting your gorgeous little daughter, which I love her name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. The, yeah, that is truly going to be on you to show your gift to the people that you love so much. And then once that door is open, then you will see who really like wants to be a part of her life and still be a part of your new life because your life is completely changed now. Mm-hmm. And there are yes. probably some people in your life or that 
were in your life that you don't want in your life anymore. And this is just showing you everybody's cards. And I don't think you should be <laughs> offended by it. I think that you're young and you're figuring it all out now and you should actually be grateful. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is going to be very eye-opening to see who is wanting to stick around in our lives and who just really doesn't care anymore. And that's what my husband's been saying to me, but I think it's just been kind of hard to come to grips with the fact that those people who have always been here for me so consistently just haven't made the effort. And that's just been hard to come to terms with. Yeah. Big life um, events, big life events, weddings, kids, divorce, and funerals. That's where you figure out who your real friends are. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I like that you said that, Ashley, that you're not speaking to half of your bridal party anymore because I think that's more so, than half. That's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And it's like, it's definitely true for me. I, I have friendships that have ended throughout my entire life and I always have new ones sprouting up. So I, th- there's always a revolving door in my life. I have some very old friends, but a lot of my friendships, you know, are for s- short periods of time or 10 years and then we kind of drift off or something happens and we get into an argument or, you know, who knows? And But I think you should just, I know it hurts, but it's also the cycle of life. Like mm-hmm. people come in and out for different reasons. And you should be open also as a new mother. I'm sure you're doing lots of things that involve other new mothers. You know, you have the opportunity to meet new friends and make new relationships and cultivate those things. And there's going to be exciting relationships within those relationships as well. So you're holding on to kind of holding on to the past in a way. And you can definitely call mm-hmm. them out and say like, hey, this is it. I really need you guys to step up. And then now's the time. And just be prepared for some of them not to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely prepared for my heart to be broken a little bit by those friendships. And I guess this is just kind of where we're at in life. I'm just in such a different place, I think, than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they go out and they go party and everything like that and take trips and enjoy, you know, not being tied down like this. And I'm I'm at home and I'm really content doing that. I just wish, you know, I had a little more support, but I have a great family system around me. My husband's parents are in town. My parents are really close by. So we do get a lot of time with them. And that's been really supportive over, you know, these past five, almost now six months. That's what you have to focus on. Yeah. Be grateful for the things that you do have. Mm-hmm. So many people don't have their parents, right? Mm-hmm. When you're raising yeah. a child, you have two sets. I mean, that's really lucky. Mm-hmm. So focus yeah. on the positive, you yeah, know? Yeah, that you like your in-laws. Wow, yeah, that's really seriously. great. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're an awesome support system for us. And my mom takes her multiple days a week. And, you know, I couldn't ask for anything better. They really are the best. And also these phases, they go away, like enjoy this phase. And then the next phase, you know, it's it's all about the phases. I'm, that's what I keep telling myself, at least. I'm yeah, in a phase. <laughs> and always remember, like, whenever you're going through a difficult time, there's sunshine around the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know how quickly things are going to turn and who's going to show up for you surprisingly or what new people are going to come into your life. No, like, bad phase or feelings hurt last for that long. It's always just a little moment. It's ephemeral and it will move on. And then something else is just around the corner. Yeah, I definitely try to keep that in perspective. It's kind of hard right now, you know, losing all the people that I was so close to, but 
that's great advice. And I hope I can really remember that going forward. I wrote a farewell letter to my one friend. I didn't give it to her, but I wrote it to her and it was heartbreaking. It was actually on Thanksgiving before I gave birth to the twins. And it was really hard for me to write it. And it was like almost 20 year relationship. And I will say like, it's, it's important to write this out. It's important to get it out of your body Mm -hmm. because you're storing trauma right now. And it's not that big of a trauma, but it's trauma that's going to build. And that's not something you want to pass on to your kids because it's little now, but it's going to be bigger later. So get it out of your body. That's a great that's great okay, advice yeah. actually. I'm going to take that because I have a friendship that ended a long one and a close one and I have so much I want to say. You get all this stuff stored mm. up and you just keep recirculating yeah. yes. in your brain and Ugh. like who wants that energy no inside one. them? No. No. And also, you know, when you write an email, like I would suggest writing an email to all these girls. You can CC them all or do it individually and just put your heart on your sleeve and just be very honest without being necessarily needy in that. You're or more catty. making yeah, you're making a statement, not accusatory, but this is how this makes me feel. This is what happened. This is I'm so disappointed. I really hope that you guys would have more interest or, you know, stepped up to meet my baby. But I understand if this is you're you're not in this place in your lives. I get that. But I think you should show them, you know, let them know that you're hurt. Yeah. Most importantly. Yeah, I definitely don't want to make anybody feel like. I'm being accusatory or super mean or anything like that because I genuinely am sad. And that's what I kind of told them a couple months after she was born is that I was just sad and I said it in a nice way, but maybe I didn't say it directly enough and I might need to go out of my way to say it a little more direct to them. People cannot read your mind. I have learned that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's back to what Ashley said about putting yourself in a kind of like uncomfortable zone, you know, just put yourself in a situation that may not be you, but you got to stretch your legs a little to get your point across so that you can feel good about it 10 years down the road or five years down the road. I mean, I think that's the key about getting older is when you have these kind of confrontations or conflicts to handle them with grace and dignity so that when you Mm -hmm. look back, you don't you're not mad at yourself for acting childishly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I'm kind of mad at myself right now for not saying stuff sooner and not being direct enough. So, yeah, I think the the email and maybe reaching back out again and giving them more specifics is going to be helpful. You just tell them you talk to your therapist, Chelsea and Ashley, and then then maybe you'll get an email back. Yeah, I I think that'll be super helpful. It's basically like talking to Dr. Phil and Oprah. Yeah, hello. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. Good luck with everything. Let us know how it goes. Okay, follow up. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. That must feel so uh, solitary, like yeah. so lonely. Yeah. yeah, you feel isolated. It's a disgusting feeling. But at least she has her husband. And like she said, her family, like that's a big deal. But having that outside community also makes a big difference. She just sounds like she needs to go out with some friends. Yeah, also. she needs to join a mommy and me group or yeah. whatever the new no, version of that is. No, she needs to go out is. without the kids. One night. <laughs> yeah, just one right, night. right, right, right. So when you wrote that letter, you, were you planning on just writing it for yourself? Or did you think maybe you were going to send it to your friend? So... 
I worked with my midwives. I did home births. And one of the biggest things in doing a home birth is trusting your body. And my midwives actually make you go through this thing. It's therapy session called havening. And it's touch therapy where you bring up past traumas that you deal with in the moment before you walk into home birth. And it, this is this is for any part of your life. Like it does, it's not just surrounded by birth, but it's surrounded by traumas. And But you do it on the day you're going to give birth? No, you do it before. Beforehand, oh. so that your body is in full trust mode and that your baby, which epigenetics, they can feel everything you're feeling, also is, is in full trust mode. So my twins were both head down and then one of them went head up, breach, and he kept flipping. And they were like, are you going through something? And I'm like, what do you mean going through something? And they were like, is everything OK at home? Like, what's up with your family? And then Justin kind of looked at me and he, he said my friend's name. And I was like, it's not that. And she looked at me and she said, so it's that. And I just started crying. And she she said, these things happen. Like big life decisions or changes in your life, like having a baby, are going to move people in and out of your life. Mm. And she said, the only way to get around this and for you to have a successful, not, not unsuccessful birth, but like an even easier birth is to get this out. And, and that's why I told her, I was like, you need, this is like in you and it needs to come out so that you're not passing this along. And, and that's what I did. That's when I wrote the letter to her and it was all on Thanksgiving and it was like surrounded by the holidays because we always spend the holidays together. And I, my intention at the time wasn't to send it to her. It was just to get it out. I've been thinking about maybe sending it because I want something like, I want a door closed because it feels still feels really wide open, but I feel so good that it's out of my body. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I have a similar situation, and I think I'm going to do that because, yeah, anytime I think about it, it's just those thoughts that circulate, like how hurt I am about this and how I can't believe that. And that, and, and it's like, God, I know better to, to, than to have those kinds of toxic thoughts circulating in your body. You're just doing damage. Mm-hmm. Everything you would say and all those little it's things. It's like high school thoughts. Yes. You know, yes. I can only compare it to that kind of like small, small-mindedness when we yeah. let those ideas corrode are kind of like being. And it builds up in your body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Moms are more than the stuff they do for us. The laundry, cooking, and driving. And by the way, dad should be helping with that stuff too. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best, and that's why Books is giving you 25% off your entire order of farm-fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Here's what's great about the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mother. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code CHELSEA. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. 
It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, 
Well, our next caller is Quinn. She says... Dr. Quinn, medicine woman? <laughs> Let's hope Fucking so. Fucking better be. She says, Dear Chelsea, I've recently struggled with losing weight and all its implications. I've been overweight or at least perceived to be overweight most of my life. Every time I begin my lifestyle changes and try to be healthier, I always hit the roadblock of this question. Should I be losing weight to try and love myself more and gain confidence or focus more on loving my current body and let the lifestyle changes follow? Dating also plays a part in all of this. Where currently I haven't had much luck dating, I fear that if I lose weight, I will in the back of my head always think, would they have dated me when I was overweight? I know no matter what, I need to be healthy and make these lifestyle changes, but I know that's not going to happen until my mindset is in the right place. Quinn. Hi, Quinn. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Hi, Quinn. How are you? Good. Well, we have the body positivity guru in studio today, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this. I was just thinking, God, I've totally been in your shoes, and I've always wondered, God, if I lost weight, would he be with me because I lost the weight? Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, should I get even bigger and then start dating and, you know, just um, just out of spite for whoever <laughs> I end up with? And then I realized, God, I'm really going at this the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> I totally hear you, and I know how your brain is going a million miles a minute, and you go to sleep thinking about your weight, you wake up thinking about your weight, when you go out and you're eating, you think about your weight, you think about your weight when you're getting dressed, I I know that feeling, and the best thing for you to realize is that it's not going to go away until you face it head on. And there's so many different ways to face it head on where you can actually write out your affirmations that I have done and I have preached about a million times, you know, have them on your mirror, have them on notepads, have them recorded into your phone about how you feel and how you want to feel. I always say, like, don't lie to yourself. Give yourself attainable goals in in your affirmations. But, you know, this is something that's that's either going to plague you for the rest of your life or you can actually meet it where you are. And I had to do that. And and I have to say, even now, like I, I just popped out a few kids and I'm 40 something pounds up and I think about that number and I don't get on the scale because of it. I don't put on certain clothes because of it, because it's like this like looming thing in the back of my mind. Like, when is it going to go away? Will it ever come off of my body? Blah, blah, blah. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But It's something that, A, you're doing a great job in coming here and talking about it because this is going to feel really good when you get off of this call. And B, you just have to like start an action, like whatever that action is for you, whether it's the writing it down and actually seeing the words or having the out loud conversations with yourself or making sure that, you know, you're not changing who you are for somebody else. I think that's really important to remember. But by the way, like no matter what, your body is your temple. So take care of it. Don't change it because of of somebody else's perception or even the perception of yourself. Yeah. And I think, you know, your goal really is to be healthy and strong, right? Like that's what we all want out of life. We want to be durable. We want to last a long time and we want to be healthy and strong. So taking those steps to get there is going to help you feel better about yourself because you know that you're actually, you know, eating clean food and healthy food and not bullshit. I read this quote from Barack Obama once how he was, he, he's like, I eat for fuel, not for, you know, like, and I was like, fuck you. You're a fucking guy, you know? (laughs) 
<laughs> not everybody's yeah. eating for fuel. I don't understand people We're, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but what, but there's a variation of that where it's like what what are you putting into your body that's going to help you be strong and fit and you know and that doesn't mean being a certain weight it means being healthy minded about yourself and your appearance knowing that you're taking care of yourself you know I didn't drink water for the longest time so I just hated the flavor of it because there is none so I now have to doctor up my water with my little lemon packets every morning like a psychopath in order for me to drink a liter of water every day but every day I'm like. Every time I take a sip of the water, I'm like, you're helping yourself. You're, you know, you're hydrating your body. You're hydrating your body. Like, it's whatever your bad habits are, if you can flip those, the mental game that that plays gives you a lot of self-esteem and a lot of self-respect. But that takes a lot of work, I will say, because I'm at a place where, like, I am a uh, rewarder. Food is a rewarder for me. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but, like, this is how I was raised. And so the the plate has to be clean. And and if I did, like, a good job for, yay, whatever that thing was that day or week, it's like, rum, 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 <laughs> what am I eating? So I, I hear you, but I'm still working on that because it's like, oh, fuel in my body. Yes, I can fuel my body all day long. I've got, like, a charcuterie board in the car waiting for me when I get out of here. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, it's like, am I going to treat myself to a handful of peanut M&Ms later? Yeah probably. So it's all about balance. Everything is balance and it's a hard place to get to. Yeah. And you're not going to be perfect all the time. I'm not. I mean, I was just telling Joe in my hotel room this weekend, (laughs) I went to go open a bag of potato chips and I couldn't even be like a normal person about it. I had to bite it open. And then the whole thing fucking exploded (laughs) all over my room. And then I was like, oh, fuck those. I'll go get a chocolate. They had this chocolate toffee bar. And I did the same thing. I ripped it open. The whole thing crashed open on the bed and I just look like a revolting pig and I'm like well see this is what you get for like eating in haste like that you know when <laughs> did you, you still eat it no no I had oh. to clean it up it was all over the place I still I would like, have ate it that's my problem well I've, I've eaten things listen I've eaten things out of the garbage <laughs> yeah. okay let's not pretend that I haven't I once had an egg McMuffin in my glove compartment overnight and ate it so let's I'm not going to pretend I'm above that but I think as long as you start to cultivate little healthy habits they don't have to be a mandate for your life. Little healthy habits, you know, like you're going to end your day with this meal or you're going to start your day with this meal and just think about nourishing yourself and giving your, like last night we were at sushi and the last thing I wanted was spinach, but I'm like, no, I want something green at every meal. Like I have to do Mm -hmm. that for my health. You know, it's a good. People have said, instead of taking away, add to the plate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you eat all that stuff, you know, if you fill up on good stuff for your body, your body doesn't crave all the bad stuff after a while. So you just have to just start cultivating healthier habits and you know it will it will get easier and it will make it will do the thing for your mind that all the things that Ashley's talking about in work in conjunction with that you know giving yourself positive affirmations reminding yourself that your body's here to carry you through so take mm-hmm. care of it and treat it with respect and also just yeah. get out there start dating right yeah. like yeah. it doesn't matter what size you are there is somebody wow. who will be like into you for who yes. you are if you're ready to start dating and you're feeling good with yourself yeah and then once you start fucking somebody that you like you're not going to have that much of an appetite okay <laughs> anybody who falls in love knows that they lose 10 pounds right off the bat because you're just like all I want to do is have sex yeah how much weight did Joe lose Joe's lost 30 pounds so Jeez. now he's the hot body in the relationship and I just Rude. Keep, I keep putting on weight I'm like but, but back the fuck up 
up yeah, with your body, buddy. Then you start eating. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the relationship. <laughs> yeah, once you get happy, <laughs> yep. then you start eating. That's yeah. where I'm at now. I'm like, when can we eat again? Yeah. I'm already thinking about food. You're talking about it. I'm like, what kind am I going to have for lunch? Um, but anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely start dating. That's going to be fun. You're, mm. You want to go have fun with guys or girls or who, whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm in listening to you guys and stuff too. I've realized too that anyone that I want to be with is also just going to agree with like the values I have and like my lifestyle. And like, I'm not going to choose someone who's like, no, you look bad or, you know, I want you to get to this point. I obviously would just day one, that's a red flag and I wouldn't dive with them. Day so. one. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, this is very helpful and I will definitely start to do some of that. Are you on any dating apps, Quinn? Yeah, I'm on, you know, like the typical three Bumble, Tinder and Hinge and I go through waves, you know, it gets kind of boring going through the same questions over and over again. Like, oh, what do you do? How are you doing? You know, what have you been up to? And I also get kind yeah. of loyal where if I'm talking to someone, I'll just like, oh, well, I'll just keep talking to them and then it'll fizzle out. And then I'm like, oh, I just lost out on all these other matches or, you know. No, you have to talk to like 20 people at the same time. This is what I learned. <laughs> My mom, like four years ago, she finally started online dating and she did a car ride from California to New York and she had her bumble on and went on dates throughout the country and met and ended up meeting the guy she's with now. And they've been together for three years. And I have to say, like, you have to talk to everybody at the same time because that's what everybody else is doing. I don't have any experience in this. This is all watching my mother do this. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea for any woman that could do a road trip across the country and yes. just meet up with different guys. And she in was with her states. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Quinn. We appreciate having yeah. you on. Thank you. And congrats to Ashley on your twins. And Chelsea, I saw you in December, I believe, and Madison here. So it was a great show. Thanks for that. Oh, thanks for coming, Quinn. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, everyone just needs a little confidence booster, That's right? right. Oh, Madison, right. Wisconsin. I mm -hmm. love it there. Mm -hmm. oh. You're from Nebraska. Yes, Midwest. Uh, yeah, that was another <laughs> great place. I performed in Omaha. I was just oh. in I was just in Birmingham, Alabama. I saw. And I was like, it was the one of the best shows I've ever had. Another one was Omaha, and the other one was Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. Places where you think you're going to go, and you're just like, oh, God, this isn't going to be. And every time, it was it's Slam awesome. Fun. Yeah, because there's those liberal pockets of people there mm -hmm. that are dying for it, <laughs> right? They need yeah. togetherness and progressiveness. Oh. And they're and living in a state, like those cities are all always like democratic, and it's just the rest of the state that yeah. has issues. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what's next? <laughs> well, so our last question comes from Travis. Travis says, Dear Chelsea, I'm a 37-year-old guy who got many of the gay genes, design, decor, theater, etc., but not the skincare gay gene. In short, I could give a shit about skincare. I use a moisturizer with SPF, but do nothing else for my face beyond an occasional splash of water in the shower. My skin is pretty normal, nothing problematic except my behavior. I recently heard someone complimented on his beautiful skin and thought how nice it would be to receive such praise one day. Do you have any products or regimens you'd recommend to stop my uncared for face from falling off or bursting into flames or whatever else is eventually going to happen as I slide into my 40s? Travis. 
Well, I'm going to let you go to the skincare thing because you have, I'm sure, more tricks than I do. I was going to say, don't you have like skincare? <laughs> like, aren't, aren't you like into it? Your skin is always glowing. Oh, well, thank you. But I would want to say to Travis, this is why you have everything to look forward to. I didn't start washing my face. I still don't wash my face. Let's be honest. Are you serious? I, I did. My my sisters. I blame them and my mother for not teaching me how to wash my face. I didn't wash my face <laughs> until I was in my thirties, and then I. And then I just couldn't get into the habit because I never had it. Mm. So if you start taking care of your skin now, Travis, you're going to see such a difference because mm -hmm. you have so many layers of like of dermis <laughs> that you have not exfoliated. So all you need is a good exfoliator to wash yourself at night and then put on a moisturizer. I use a serum and moisturizer in the morning and at night, and that does the trick. I have to say, first of all, just go, go get a facial. Like you're going to feel oh, yeah. the yeah. difference from like when you for, before you had it and then after and then secondly i i am such a fan of this new line called fig one i invested in it i'm not a celebrity endorser i invested because it actually works we should send you some by the way yeah send me some it's scientifically proven to work on so many different skin types whatever your quote issue is and um, you can take an online test for free there's dermatologists that'll send you the whole regimen but like they play nice in the medicine cabinet so whatever you're already using you just add this into the mix but but it sounds like he just needs like a hyaluronic acid and maybe Is hyaluronic acid good for everybody? I think so. All skin types? It's not terrible for most people. Oh, I thought it was I thought some people don't react well to that, but I could be misinformed. I I mean, I use it twice a week. And Justin uses one once a week. Mm -hmm. So that's two completely different skin types. Justin's skin tone is like uneven and he wants it to become more even. And then also being black on top of it makes it, you know, harder to figure out what products are right for him. And he's been using Fig One. So anyways, Travis, I don't know what your actual skin type is, but it just sounds like he just needs a little TLC. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Once you start a little bit, you're going to notice. Like if your skin is okay now and you start taking care of it, <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. And then you're going to get that glowy, dewy feeling. And also, if, a, if you have dry skin, you can use a serum and a moisturizer. If you have oily skin, you shouldn't use a serum. You no. should just use a moisturizer. Mm -hmm. And then get the hyaluronic acid from yeah. Fig One. Hello. Yeah. But also, like, props for using the SPF. That's, like, the most important thing to keep oh, yeah. really aging. It is yeah. so, so important. It is. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back to wrap up with Ashley and Chelsea. Moms are more than the stuff they do for us. The laundry, cooking, and driving. And by the way, dad should be helping with that stuff too. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best, and that's why Books is giving you 25% off your entire order of farm-fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Here's what's great about the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mother. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code CHELSEA. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. 
Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And we're back. Welcome back. Hi, girl. Well, (laughs) Ashley, I wanted to ask if you have any advice you'd like from Chelsea. (sighs) Chelsea. 
Parenting. <laughs> Do you want some parenting advice from Please. me? Okay, so my biggest thing right now, staying motivated in the gym, it's hard because I'm breastfeeding and yeah. I know you like to smoke weed and like I'm sure that doesn't get you motivated to go to the gym. So like what's that motivator for you? Because my crutch right now is breastfeeding. What uh, just keeps you going? Because your abs, I mean... They're amazing. Oh, you're so sweet. No, I mean, they are. I really do work out hard because I like to be strong and it's I li- I like to be fit also and look lean, but I just love it's like addicting, you know? Now even I'm on the road, I hit the gym and I just do my own stuff with weights and stuff and what I've realized so much about after 40 is that like cardio is not the thing that keeps you lean. It's weights, heavy, heavy weights. And I think my motivation is just seeing the results. Like I know it works. I used to think weights were going to make me bulky. Even when I was heavier and not as muscular, I thought, oh, I'm just, I have to lose the weight first and then do the weights. And it's like, no, I just started weight training and the fat kind of came off. Mm. So I know there's a lot of people think you have to do so much cardio and it's like, don't kill yourself with cardio because it stresses your body out, especially when you're breastfeeding and you mm-hmm. ha- like your cortisol levels, you want to keep them down, not up because that makes you hold on to your weight. And the other thing that that I think motivates me is I can do things that a lot of people that I know who work out a lot can't do. So when I keep getting stronger like that, I'm just like, oh, I'm fine. Plus, I'm older. Like, I'm the strongest I've ever been at 47. I'm stronger than I was when I was 35. So, like, you know, I can kick ass and I fucking like that. You know, that's it's like a part of me now. So it's the results that keep you moving. The results. Like once you get. Yeah. You know, like you just feel like. Yeah, it feels good. Have you done Pilates? Are you into that yeah, at all? Yeah, I've done a lot of Pilates. Yeah, there's a class in L.A. that I love, Forma. Have you tried it yet? No, oh, no. You'll have to go. I'll send it to you. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess that's my motivator. I just like the I like to feel, yeah, the results, and I like to feel like a badass when I get in there. And I go no matter what. It doesn't matter what shape I'm in. That's how I was before with babies. And yeah. I think I think I'll get back there, but it's like nice to hear it again. Yeah. You know, once you start seeing results, like you're saying you're up 40 pounds. I would not have known that. <laughs> but if you're, you know, once you start you getting closer to what you want, you're like, oh, then you get really on the yeah. train. But I mean, you have little babies, so it's a different situation right now. Life is different. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's my, those are my two cents, and you can suck on that pipe. (laughs) Okay, well, all of our callers and writers in, please keep in touch with us because we love Mm follow-ups. We love progress reports and follow-ups. I didn't pay attention in school, so that's why I feel like I like a curriculum and a structure now with this podcast. I like reportings after the fact, after we've talked to you. I want to find out what happened, and we've had so many positive outcomes come out of this. It's just like we're freeing the whole world. Yeah. I love it. I Thank you, Ashley Graham. We love you so much. I love you. I adore you. I'm so glad we got to see each other. Me too. Yeah. I love in person. I know. It's I know. so good. I'm so thankful to see you too. Yeah. Come out to Jersey. I will. I definitely will. I'm good. performing in Montclair next week at the oh! Wellmont. I have two shows in Montclair. I'll be in Jersey. Fantastic. <laughs> Bye-bye. So if you'd like to ask Chelsea a question, email us at dearchelseaproject at gmail.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. 
Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, Watch how far. I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.